I would say the unique approach to constructing an application from scratch. Yeah, I think the way that the, that the Excelio does it is it allows you to have all the power of a database behind the scenes without you really knowing too much about like you know how database design works or how you know uh, you know indexes work. What do you do when the data is big and small and that sort of thing. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't chip and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth, wealth of time wealth of impact, wealth of family and relationships, as well as financial wealth. True wealth is what I'm really all about. And this journey has been full of ups and downs for me. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no money, no connections, only hard work, persistence, and even more hard work, to an Ivy League European business graduate and an expert on seven different psychological therapies with a great corporate job. Still, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. On this podcast, I'm privileged to interview hundreds of amazing people from members of the Forbes Technology Council, Google executives, Amazon, Microsoft, LinkedIn executives, to Financial Times reporters and people from Harvard University, Cambridge, Stanford, even from the Vatican Church, congressional candidates and decorated veterans, or just beginners wishing to make a difference in this world. All are welcome here. And thank you all so much for the support. After all this hard work of publishing a new interview every day, this podcast is now ranking highly on Apple in the entrepreneurship category. Top 200 in San Francisco, top 100 in Australia, top 100 in Singapore, top 60 in Germany, top 50 in Canada, top 50 in the United Kingdom, and top in many other places. So please. Share this podcast with one new person today, because when they will listen to this podcast, they'll be in very good hands. And if you are interested in my marketing consulting or podcast mentoring services on how to use podcasting as a powerful tool to research and find your perfect product market fit, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com or on Twitter at NoCodeWealth. Let's begin. My guest today is Wael Damra. Wael is the founder at Excelio.com. Excelio allows people to build no-code apps themselves or collaborate with others, to start from scratch or choose from ready-made apps, and it can be used on any device. Wael, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks uh, Thanks for having me, Alaziz. I'm excited, happy, looking forward to learn more about Excelio. And to begin, 
what is the story that made you realize the need or what is the inception story of Excelio? So, so uh, great questions. Uh, so, so I started, you know, working in in software applications over a, you know over two decades. I would say mostly uh, here from Dallas, Texas, uh, but I worked uh, in different uh, sectors like uh, telco, healthcare, and the financial sector, to name a few. And um, there's nothing new about if I want to say about the the no code movement, even though now it's going into this like very clear naming and definition. But we've been doing things differently, like whether we're using uh, case tools to developing applications like in a rapid application development environment. Um, but we were always looking for this new technology to come and allow us to build applications fast. Um, and a few years ago, I started building um, uh, this platform um, um, using the latest technology on the web uh, to kind of give the, the the needed tools in a browser environment uh, for somebody to come in, build an application really quickly, business application, uh, data-driven, AI-enabled, um, and, uh, and and more like somebody with, with no background, I would say, in, uh, you know, like a programmer or a coder or a technology person, but rather maybe like a, a tech citizen, somebody that can come in with their knowledge about their domain and try to build something that they can use that other users can use. It's, it's quite a journey, but I ended up with something that I like to use, um, and I use it um, uh, frequently to build uh, quick applications, something very fast, whether it's, you know, quickly data modeling or building the page designs that are attractive and good looking with a lot of visualization, to also doing in- integrations with, uh, with external applications really fast. So in that sense, uh, that's how, you know, this came about. Um, and I think what's what's uh, unique about this is one part of it is that the uh, the users of the application can use it to you know do something that they do on day to day basis instead of using spreadsheets, uh, and and so also the other part of it is the collaboration that you can uh, you know work on uh, using the platform. So uh, say if 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 you say that how the developers are used to using like Git, uh, let's say through GitHub or GitLabs or or Bitbucket, you have a very similar kind of way where you can fork applications um, as you develop them, share templates um, and, and all sorts of things that, that, you know, all of the things that are automated behind the scenes, but somebody with a browser just can come in and, and start getting introduced to all these uh, wonderful concepts that we always had within like, you know, software engineering, but making it, you know, readily available for, you know, people who are, let's say, outsiders, let's call them outsiders of, of, you know, from the technology standpoint. Thank you very much. And actually, there is so much there, so many potential marketing messages. So we need to unpack them a little bit. But I will begin with something that multiple guests here, I heard from them, or I spoke about and I found it as a true criticism, but I don't know your opinion on this or how Excelio handles it. You said it's for techie guys who are not really IT experts to come and build an app or a business software or website, etc. Is this correct? So I would say even not techie guys, but rather actually, uh, you know, business people who are like wanting to get their hands dirty, not necessarily write code, because really this is like a true no code uh, platform. So uh, they can come in, they can configure their applications um, and 
um, and use this platform to kind of build quick data-driven applications. Um, so, so also it's less focus on the the coders and the techies. It's more focus on people with a need uh, within within let's say within companies that they want to develop this um, themselves. Like they see they see it getting developed. They collaborate with other uh, like wise people, uh, let's say from the business, uh, really business background, and be able to you know develop something that they as exactly as they want it. Does that uh, that uh, that make sense? It does, and it makes uh, my question even more pertinent. And I, you know, we have to ask these questions to make sure. I have spoken with multiple people, and they will say, actually, there are ways to think about logic of developing or how the software or the app will work and the data hierarchies and how they relate together, etc. that a non-technical person, if they don't know them, they can use the best tool in the world, but it will not be configured or working correctly because they don't know those things that people study when they're becoming developers, and therefore there is a limit to what they could do. Do you know what I mean, or do you wish me to, or did I not use the right words? No, no, this is, I, I, that's actually, that's a, a great point. And let me tell you a little bit about the, the kind of, uh, how I uh, attacked this point. So uh, let's say you're you're coming to this platform, Excelio, and you're, you you want to build an application. You're going to end up with a full stack application that actually serves a business need from from a, somebody who's a tech citizen. Let's say that they don't have any like technical background per se. They can come into the platform. Uh, what I put a lot of energy in is reducing like abstracting the concepts so that you can learn more about how like we as engineers build systems without actually you having to actually you know write the code to do that so i'll give you a few examples like for example if you come you want to start the application you want to do some a little bit of like the data modeling basically you want to know how you're going to store your data and then you have like a few concepts in mind very high abstract concepts what you can do you can come into let's say the data modeler and uh, so, so the idea is that this is a distilled kind of environment. So uh, I tried not to expose you to like all of the different features of a database management system, but rather allow you to kind of use your concept. So uh, keys will be handled behind the scenes for you. Uh, let's say like, you know, you referencing one, let's say one entity or one table referencing another table in, in a relational uh, environment, for example, or let's say that you are, um, they're trying to create like, a, an, uh, like a, an application that runs fast. So indexing, keying, the constraints, all of the things that behind the scenes, usually you would come to a data person to create, these are being handled behind the scenes for you. Uh, rather, you will be look, focused on what you need to, like, what is it that you need to store? Similarly, let's say with the visual designer. Uh, so you have the visual database designer and it's a, what you see is what you get kind of environment, but it's a little bit more than that because it's a live design kind of uh, environment. What, I'm, what I mean to say is you have your browser, you're looking at your application really running and you have additional information, you being the designer, you have additional information about all the screen items that you can look at and configure and change uh, in real time. Uh, versus once you end up and actually show it to your user, your user will not see this information. So it's like a, a reverse concept where 
you, you look at your application, it is actually running and whatever the, the end user will be doing with your application, you can do during design mode. But the difference is you will be seeing additional uh, information that you can actually configure so that you can move things around. You can say, this is how I want my application to look on a small screen. This is how I want my application to look on a, a bigger screen, that sort of thing. And also how I want the in interaction to go. So if the user clicks on this area, this happens. I want to show these kind of visualization. Uh, I want to add, let's like say, AI concepts to my to my data and, and, and that sort of thing. So I would say like distilled kind of Always, you know, what you see is what you're going to get. And the, the ability to, for you to kind of not be exposed too much on the, uh, um, the, the, the the concepts behind the scenes, but rather just you focusing on what you need to build. And similarly goes for also integration. So any kind of API layer, you know, that you want to call, any kind of data that you want to pull from external applications, you can come in with a few kind of like information that you feel like in a form, then you can get that data. Um, and load it and, and, and let's say schedule a job behind the scenes to make the, uh, the data always in sync and that sort of thing. So distilling all these concepts takes effort and uh, I've seen so many actually offerings out there and the uniqueness about this is, is the approach really and how much you want to uh, hide from, if I want to call it hide from the, from the, the person who's building and how much you want to give them, show them and allow them to. And I think that's the really the, the key uh, I would say benefit to using Excel is that you'll be able to see things um, and have the power to build sophisticated applications without having to write code and without having to maintain this code. You know how it is like a lot of the the cost that we spend in enterprises is, is majority of it. There's a lot of effort that we spend just maintaining the application. So, uh, so so that's uh, that's a kind of unique offering here. It's it's uh, uh, from somebody who's done these kind of things and trying to hide everything that I could without limiting you in building the applications that you want to build. Thank you very much. And that's the benefit, but we need to go deeper because there are many or no code in general promises that, and I love that you used what you see is what you get. I used in the 90s, I used to use that, and it was a lot of fun. I think I had my first website in 1998 where it was about my neighborhood, and I put a MIDI song that automatically played when they arrived, and it was funny. I think it was... Uh, on uh, Lycos, the French or AOL, I'm not really sure. But okay, because what's happening right now, a lot of what you're seeing will make, or what you're saying makes sense for technical people actually, not non-techies. And even before we move to the marketing, I saw recently on Twitter, there was a video of Steve Jobs who was somewhat speaking against, they, they wrote, oh, Steve Jobs killed uh, no code in two minutes, but it's not, that's not what he said. What he was saying that a problem with uh, what you see is what you get or uh, no code is that it hides the code, but if the code is spaghetti code, then it makes no sense. It's just uh, hiding the fact that the code will end up being bloated, etc. Can you mention about how you approach this, whether there is a drive for code cleanliness or purity or clarity within um, Excelio, etc. Or what is your perspective on that? Great question. So I'll tell you. Um, uh, so, so the, the the big part of it, as you mentioned, in this environment, uh, and and again, because this is like a, a very strictly no code environment, you will not be writing any code. 
the, the ability of the user is going to be to come in and configure the different aspects of that application, whether it's from a, from a backend perspective where you're, you're, you're looking into how do I save my data somewhere so I can actually use it for a specific view, or if you're actually building the, the page that you want your users to use. In all of this, you're not writing code, so the code is optimized behind the scenes for you. And, and I would say like, in, in, this is not the case in, in other platforms, but like I would say in Excelio, it's 100% based on metadata. So the application that's running in your browser is based on metadata that you configure. And the way that you configure it is by just going through the different uh, you know, buttons and, and clicks and actually it's really optimized for a touch screen. So if you have an iPad or an iPad Pro, you know, this will be a perfect environment for you because you'll be like, you know, touching your screen, uh, moving things left and right until you get the look that you actually want. And then that's that's the actual application that's running. Now, the the behind the scene code, I am using the, like the, so, so that's what's great about like this, the, the current, what we are with the standards for web development and the, plan, the the frameworks that we use on the back end, the frameworks that we use on the front end, how we organize the code to make sure that if I can, you know, maintain the code, if I can actually change it in the most optimized way, then I've built like a code base that I'd be comfortable with. But this is something that uh, I would say Excelio would have to worry about. From a user standpoint, they're going to be actually using the, the browser and configuring their application. And because this is a, a 100% uh, metadata-driven application, then they are actually building the, the application without, you know, touching the code. If I can call it that. So they don't have to worry about deployment. They don't have to worry about testing. They don't have to worry about all of that. All they want to do is just make sure that the application is actually giving them what, they, what they're looking for in terms of pages, in terms of, of, uh, of uh, data that's being stored and is being used. And I think from that perspective, Abdulaziz, it, it, is, um, it is, I would say, optimized uh, so that, so that you, you're not worrying about all of that stuff. But I hear your point about, uh, you know, techies and how uh, we can uh, have uh, people from the business being attracted to this kind of environments. Uh, but I tell you, I've seen and I worked in, in, with, with many like enterprise companies and I see uh, how uh, savvy the, 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 uh, the, the, I would say, the audience from, from the business side are becoming with technology, with the different ages, because we are getting used to the computer you know, even with our kids from the time they, they are born, starting with a, with a small like tablet all the way until they grow and they start becoming very proficient uh, with the computers and languages and that sort of thing. Um, still, uh, this is a distilled, a distilled way of creating something pretty quickly. And, and I believe that's the kind of balance that each platform should provide. So how can I provide the balance between, you know, the, 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 the owner of the platform to focus on coding and engineering and best practices, while the user is actually just the end user that, you know, configures those applications to work really nice and actually, you know, share them with their users or share them with their collaborators pretty quickly. Thank you very much. And I'm hearing two beautiful things and everything you mentioned. Well, speak more about metadata and how is that different to alternatives who might be competing or using anything or something else? Just explore, let's say, Excelio didn't exist. The alternatives, what are they doing that is not metadata driven? That's one. And second, you said that they will move the buttons around, etc. But about design, 
is Excelio Design opinionated? Is it like totally free in how they can uh, design whatever they're doing? Are there like templates or principles of design, etc.? So design as well as why is, I mean, you spoke about it a little bit, but you spoke about your benefits. Well, what are the negatives of not using metadata when it comes to uh, creating an environment like Excelio for development that is no code? Sure. Uh, so, so let's talk about uh, metadata. So uh, I want to start actually with, uh, um, let's say, the restriction of restricting like users. So if you're going to build an application purely on based on metadata, you might be limited for the kind of things that you can do. So if you are building, writing code, uh, depending on uh, like what you're using from the back end, from the front end, you can build what, like everything, anything that you want to build. Uh, now, when, when you come to Excel, because the focus here is on data and data-driven applications, the, the, there is certain things that you can restrict, meaning uh, the kind of things that you would want users you know, to be able to build. They have their like data grids that they can display to the users. The users can interact through forms. They can update the data. You can build actually you know, visualizations like you know so many like over like maybe like around fifty kinds of visualization techniques that they can use. But all of this is metadata driven is because there is no venue here for actually writing code to uh, extend the capability, at least until this point in time. Because with the just just you coming in, uh, and let's say with with a tablet, um, clicking here and there, building and building something, and saying, "Hey, I want to load this file." So you load it from a spreadsheet, and then you say, "I want to publish it on a on a page." You publish it on a page. You say, "I want to actually do some analytics here." So you would kind of aggregate data, do summaries, and build a chart uh, that makes sense to you know some kind of like business business audience on your side. Or you would say, "You know what? I want to use AI, for example, for some sort of like you know." text analysis or something like like sentiment analysis, for example. So you can all do all of these within your application, and it's all purely based on the, 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 the concept of you populating metadata within a model within Excelio. And Excelio will be excellent at running this application very efficiently and with very high speed, making sure that your user gets the best experience. So, so that's the... the the behind the scene actually, uh, let's say, uh, focus that Excel you has. And from your side, you focus on just making sure that you're configuring this application, right? Um, the, there are different approaches. And the more, I would say, that is the more you give in terms of code capabilities, uh, the I would say the more that there might be uh, issues with the code being written. Imagine if you're actually looking for non uh, you know, technical people to write code. The the best that they can do, they're gonna go. They're gonna find out like, oh, what's the best way? They can Google it. Uh, there's a lot of examples, and they will have to, you know, you will have to put some rigorous uh, kind of techniques to make sure that whatever is being put there, you know, uh, you know, works excellent with your platform. I would say, in in this case, because it's 100% metadata driven, uh, there are restrictions about what you can and cannot do, but because it has enough capability that allows you to build sophisticated applications. Um, I would say that it's really like striking the right balance between what do you give and what you would take. Now, this is, uh, to be honest with you, this is not a new concept. Um, and I would say over the, the past like you know, two decades, we've been look at, uh, looking at how can you give enough, inf- enough capability for somebody to come in and build an application on the web 
without actually giving it too much to the point where the application will suffer, let's say from a performance standpoint, or it'll be weak from a security standpoint, that sort of thing. So I think striking the right balance there is what I believe is there in, in, in Excelio. And I think the philosophy might be different from different uh, platforms. So if you look at other platforms, you would find that somebody is more focused on uh, building an application for, let's say, e-commerce or uh, a shopping cart. Somebody might be uh, creating a platform to help people, uh, let's say, uh, create like beautiful websites or maybe a blog versus Excelio really focuses on the data-driven applications part of it. Is you have data, it's very valuable data, and you actually you want to extract information from it. You want to allow your user to interact also with the data. That's the kind of uh, focus that Excelio has, and that's why it's it's 100% uh, um, you know metadata driven, but it's also a, a strictly no code environment that people can use without having to learn to write any code. Now, now that said, I want to add one thing though. Even though, the, let's say that for somebody who's coming into this, like, you know, uh, building applications, business applications uh, nowadays, starting with something like this is really valuable because it allows them to understand all of the different components that are usually in a full stack environment. So instead of just dumping, jumping into code and writing code, this allows them to just get familiar with like, what does it mean to, to store data? Where can I persist my data? How can I persist it? How can I build relationships within my data elements? How can I actually present them in a maybe a responsive environment that allows me to show things, hide things based on how like, what the user is doing? How can I visualize things? It gives them that kind of perspective without having to you know, go a step deeper and start writing code or having you know, to understand how do I deploy? Remember, this is something that you build the application and you can start sharing with the users uh, immediately. And depending on the role that you define for the users, they can come in and they can actually start either collaborating with you on building the application, say like they start working on another page or start working on another piece of the data, uh, or they can just be like simple users where they can just go in and use your application for an, a specific purpose. Uh, so so I, I hope that, you know, th that kind of, Covers the like the metadata part of it and and how people use you know, how much metadata versus how much actually I'm going to allow people to write code in, in that sense. Uh, but it's really a decision that you make based on what you're trying to who you're trying to serve and how and how they can use your platform. Thank you. Exactly, you said about that was my next question, which is oh, choosing who to serve and how they will use your platform. Well, you've been at this for a while and you developed it for yourself first and sharing it with others. Well, what kind of people seem to be most attracted to Excel you? What's common between them or their needs? That if we can focus on saying, okay, there are different needs, different types of people who will benefit, but these, this segment seems to either be easier to come in and get excited about Excelio or they seem to be a larger percentage of the users compared to others? Sure. So, so I would tell you uh, there is a, so the interest I've seen from different kind of like sectors, I would say from, from and different kind of like company sizes. So I would say uh, enterprise are interested in evaluating the different kind of, uh, uh, I would say, no-code tools that they can use in their environments. Um, uh, they, uh, depending on like, you know, how, how adventurous they are, they would go to like, you know, the different kind of platforms that are available. Some of them are open source, some of them are not, but, but that's the kind I've seen interest from like different 
sectors, I would say from the financial side I've seen, I've seen also in education, um, I'll say also research in terms of, you know, publishing, uh, like, you know, publishing data, allowing people to access it quickly. One as one uh, specific uh, kind of thing that I want to actually mention in this regard is, um, so, so you build an application, really the application is as cheap, you know, building the application is as cheap as you maintaining, let's say a document or a spreadsheet somewhere. Um, um, and also collaborating, like sharing it is as simple as saying, you know what, this is a restricted application. So I want to give, uh, you know, a few people, you know, certain kind of, you know, roles so that they can use on the application, or you can open it up for um, anybody on the internet to access it. And you can give them say, okay, they can actually change the data or they can just look at the data, that sort of thing. Uh, so, so that I would say from a, from a usage standpoint allows you to, you know, you know, do data publishing pretty quickly. So if you have data, you think it's valuable, you want to actually give um, insights into this data and, and be able to allow people to see it pretty quickly, um, and then, then like this is a good platform for you. One thing that I was actually looking into recently is there, there is a capability, as I mentioned, like you know how you maintain your application, you fork it, you you copy it, all sorts of capability around like you know maintaining the application. Uh, so there is a, a marketplace, if you call it, where you can publish your app templates. People can look at them. But I was actually exploring also, you know, publishing data for a subscription, for example. So you would come in um, and you would you know upload your data present it in the right way that you, you want to present it with all of the restrictions that you can build into the application for how you, how people are going to be looking at your data and using your data and for a subscription. So this is one actually thing that I was kind of uh, looking into. And, and maybe later on, maybe a little bit, uh, uh, we can talk a little bit about it, about uh, like cost management and that sort of thing. Um, uh, I was looking into uh, new concepts there, but but yeah. So as far as like the application, you know, publishing the app, app templates or publish publishing your data, I think this is what um, if I can say Excelio excels at um, and doing it really fast and reaching people pretty quickly. Thank you. So let's focus on that. Compared to an advanced Excel user, why use Excelio? That's a that's a, a great question. So if you look at you know spreadsheet in general, let's say Excel or let's say like you know Google Sheets. So so your your data is actually in a flat format, and uh, you can give people access to them. They can you know a very simple access, right? Uh, the difference is when you start actually wanting to control how users interact with your data. This is not something that you can do in a spreadsheet. Um, in a spreadsheet, simply you publish your data. And you can either give people access so they can look at it or like you can give them to update. It's very uh, hard to start building the different views and allowing certain people to see certain data, but not the other data and allowing them to only see certain views, allowing them to update very specific uh, uh, rows based on who they are or the kind of role that they play. So once you start actually talking about like fine grain control, of your uh, data and, and access to it, then that's where you start needing an application as opposed to a spreadsheet. The spreadsheets are great and beautiful there for what they are used for. Um, but at the same time, you know, they, they are being used and they are being overused, to be honest. I've seen like, big, big companies uh, who use spreadsheets, <laughs> share data, and then there's a lot of trouble that comes with that. Uh, whether it's actually what is it that you're intending to publish and how people are using your data and how people are 
accessing it, that sort of thing. Uh, this is this is one aspect of it. The other aspect is also the additional things that come out of the box. So uh, this is a full-fledged you know application platform. So just out of the box, what you come comes with it comes with the, uh, all the monitoring capabilities that you can uh, you you can see, and it's actually very low level. So you can see how people are interacting with your application, that sort of thing. You have a, an ability also for people to kind of rate your application. And, and so that you can get the kind of perspective, like you know, of immediate feedback from from your users and that sort of thing. So, and and I think this is I wouldn't say this is very specific to Excelio, but in general, when you when you want to actually use a spreadsheet, you would actually just focus on uh, you know putting your data there, maybe putting some a few a few graphs and allowing people to access it. Versus a, a application a business application platform allows you to do much more than that in terms of the views, in terms of how much you control you have over your data and what your users can and cannot do. This is really important uh, concept in like building uh, applications, um, and and that's that's really you know I've, I've been I've been doing this for a while now and actually running major like big teams even in in enterprise companies and and we have this issue where uh, we tend to find people use and overuse spreadsheets uh, where we would. It's, I think, the balance between okay, involving IT in a company and having them work on developing a very custom, highly custom application for you, which will cost you a lot of money to build, but also cost you a lot of money to implement. And then by the time you're done, the technology has moved on. So you have to you know, keep you know, paying for engineers to maintain it versus using spreadsheets. And let's just run with spreadsheets and all of the you know, vulnerabilities there, like the, the issues that you have there within an, within an organization. And just purely using spreadsheets and trying to work that out. So I think this is the no code, low code kind of fits uh, a place in between uh, where where you can actually navigate and and and, uh, and get the best. I would say the best of both worlds. Thank you very much. And speaking about those two things, one knowing how people are interacting at a granular a granular level with the, your app and the data as well as fine-tuning who has access to what, what they can do, what they can see, who benefits the most from that out of people who are non-technical, because you said, let's focus on this segment. So please tell me about that. What kind of needs, but not in general, like who exactly? Is it people building a marketplace? Is it people who want to uh, do like data aggregation for um like science or they want to do something like that? Or what is it, like uh, the people who can extract the most value out of those two specific things, control out of uh, about data view, data access, as well as feedback on specifically what is happening with the app and what people are doing? So I would say the, uh, the people who are running their business, uh, so maybe uh, like let's say any small business of any size, but I would say like you know medium size. If you're trying to run a business, you always have business needs, and you're always trying to track things, right? You you want to track how you're doing. Now there are multiple different out of the box solutions that you buy, but usually you end up having um, a lot of needs that are not met. For example, if you're using a CRM system, there's always something that you're doing in your own business. That is not being served by what the you know customer relationship management system is, is doing, or you get an ERP system, uh, you know enterprise resource planning, but it's not 
it gives you a, a lot of options even to customize it. But then if you customize it, then you get into you know customizing that system. Uh, what I think is this in terms of actually, let's say the monitoring, but because we were talking about it, but in general, you, you, there's a lot of business needs that can be served by you creating your own uh, applications. I would say this is like, you know, let's say for, for a no-code platform like Excelio, it is intrinsically custom, meaning whatever you're building is actually custom and you can customize it as much as you want. Let's say you take a template, you start with it, and then you start building uh, your own, like you're configuring your own data, metadata, that sort of thing. You are building up an application that is from the get-go, from the ground up, is custom for you, right? Without you having to maintain the code behind it. Um, so if you're in a business that and you're trying to track things, whatever it is, that might be the case. Uh, and trying to build a very something for a very specific need for you, uh, you will find that this is this is going to be very useful. So let's say that um, the minute that you put actually an, an application in the hands of your users, you immediately want to see how they're using it. And what are what is their feedback? Well, this is something that you get out of the box here in Excel. So let's say that imagine that maybe you build an application between uh, 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 you know people within your business who are uh, you know working on a specific function, and this function is between two other systems that maybe you got out of the box. Well, this is actually. Uh, something that you can always look at and immediately understand. Okay, this is how they're using it. They're using it really well. The data is integrated between these two different, let's say, big, bigger systems, and you know exactly how your user, your users are utilizing your application. But you also know, you know, um, uh, by feedback, so they can immediately come in and say, you know what, this application, like this, and I would love if, if I wish if I can actually, you know, add my contacts here, or I wish I can have more information about, like, you know, the let's say the cost of, you know, acquiring, right? And there's a lot of novel uses that people can even like me not thinking about it. I've seen people use it, for example, to collect uh, notes, let's say, in a bidding process where they say, you know, we have a very highly custom bidding process within our business and uh, this allows us to you know kind of gather all this information in one place and work with uh, with the different let's say suppliers vendors and, and add the information so you'll be surprised about how people use uh, the platform but mainly it really comes in a place where the business is, is trying to um, you know run you know track like and, and and you know fulfill a very specific need by from their users Thank you very much. So if I understood correctly, the last point you were saying and mentioning is that for their internal needs, many businesses don't have really custom solutions that fit exactly their needs. And if they go buy something off the shelf, they will need extra configuration in order to fill all their needs. There is always something missing, as well as it allows them to not only create that, but after testing it in the real world within their business, they know exactly what is working, what is not working, how people are using it, what is missing, so that they keep on constantly improving it, making it fit their needs better, be easier to use, as well as, you know, people will be a lot more likely to use it if they don't find it frustrating. Otherwise, they might, you might have the best custom solution but people find it easier to use excel or whatever and they'll be using that less optimal solution just because it's easier and more familiar did i understand correctly 
Yes, yes, you did. And and yes, and, and to be honest with you, I think that th there's a lot uh, in this movement and this gray area where we either use, uh, you know, highly, you know, packaged, very successful business applications and between using a spreadsheet. There is an area, huge area in the middle that I've seen because I manage big teams and big companies and, and that's what I've seen the business do. And from always from, a, uh, I would say from a, whether it's from business or from IT, you want to be able to be in charge, in control of whatever data. But there's also has a lot to do with also auditing and making sure that you're um, not exposing your business in any way. Uh, so basically, you want to make sure that uh, the, the governance is there. So using a application platform, you have better control over the governance of your data as opposed to just simply using spreadsheets that can be kind of you know, you know thrown out there. Um, and I think that's that's the area that we want to cover. And no matter how custom it is, how let, let's say how weird your need for inside your business is, you can always use this platform as a way to build this kind of custom, um, you know, custom application that you know uh, people in in your organization will use, and it will grow because this is a, a platform that promotes custom changes. So you, you are encouraged to go and change it as, as, as much as you need to. You're not going to be worried about, uh, you know, writing the code or maintaining the code. You're just going to be focused on fulfilling your need. Um, another, like a scenario where you mentioned, like somebody who wants purely just to mention, you know, like to publish data, that's also another kind of, um, um, kind of use for it. I would say I'm not limiting it, limiting it at, at this point in time to any like specific use. It's still a generic kind of a, a use platform that people can use and uh, you know get familiar with you know the concepts of build, building a full stack application in very little effort. I'm talking like you know like an hour you can whip out something pretty quickly and it'll be beautiful looking and also restrictive enough so that you would know exactly how people are going to be looking at your data. How uh, you know how you're presenting your your data, or you're you're using it to do a specific business need. Thank you. And in many ways, I'm hearing an argument for no code. I just want to make sure I understand in Excelio specifically why would someone benefit more from using this platform for no code rather than any other available platform out there in the no code space. Because I notice sometimes you speak about Excelio and it's very good. And sometimes you go to the bigger picture of speaking about no code in general and mixing it with what Excelio does, which is true. But well, if you're saying we are one of the uh, potential options you can have in no code, well, then you're not making an argument for yourself. Why not use any option? Do you know what I mean? You mentioned about data. You mentioned many things, but to some extent, some of those are available in other platforms. So specifically, okay, you made the argument for no code. They love it. They love no code. And they're asking, okay, I can use anything else in no code. I'm already a believer. Why should I use for my no code needs, specifically Excelio, that it has that other ones don't have? It could be Anything that you know is relevant because you put your heart and soul in this, so you probably know a lot more and you can share. So this is a great question. So, so I would say the unique approach to constructing an application from scratch, 
Uh, I think the way that uh, that uh, Excelio does it is it allows you to have all the power of a database behind the scenes without you really knowing too much about like you know how database design works or how you know uh, you know indexes work. What do you do when the data is big and small and that sort of thing. Also, when you're designing like a a, a look and feel for your application. Uh, how you have an automatic out-of-the-box look and feel that you can customize. You're still within the kind of limitation of what looks good, what makes sense, and also how the users are going to still be comfortable interacting with it. By default, you're going to have a beautiful application that works on a small screen like a, your your phone or a big screen like on your uh, on, And also the, the aspect of integrating with other applications, how much power do you get? I would say the unique offering for Excelio is the right balance between all of those. Where you see applications that are very simple, drag and drop applications that allow you to create like things quickly, but they limit you about like you know the kind of like you know full stack up you know applications that you're building your your custom application. Um, versus you, you might also go on the other aspect and 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 it will take I would say a lot of training and um, a lot of you know kind of even ex- expertise in code and that's where you get closer to the techie side of the of the world and people who are actually wanting to write, you know, either like front-end code like JavaScript or integration code behind the scenes like Python. Uh, so I think it's really the the, the finding the right uh, balance between these two where you can just come in and you don't need any kind of like any kind of code expertise, just a few abstract concepts to get going with, with this. And I think that's the that's the power of Excel. Yes, yeah, please yeah, mention it, but say why are you or your experience makes you able to find that balance between those that someone else will find it harder to find? Because that could be a great argument, not just saying the balance is, is like very important and etc. Then they will say, okay, how do I know you can find that balance? You know what I mean? So if you yes. share about that, although you did mention we spoke about managing teams, etc. But let's say someone came to you and said, "Okay, I believe that it's important to find that balance between, um, you know, two simple no-code solutions and solutions that will require me to become a full-on developer. The balance in the middle is like the sweet spot, and it's beautiful. But how do I know I can trust you with finding that?" <laughs> so actually, that's a, that's a great point, uh, uh, So I would say, uh, from from a uh, you're right from from a background perspective, I've been in this industry for for you know quite quite some time, and half of it I spent being an, uh, purely an engineer and building systems and all. The other half in leadership, running like big organizations with with big budgets and, and developing. So and working like as a liaison with the business, whether it's like marketing, or sales, or, and and um, so that perspective that I have is also from working with like you know the the major vendors of of, of software applications and seeing the capabilities that are provided and how much it served us within the different organizations um, or not, right? And so that's the perspective I have about the, the striking the right balance. That that's that's from a, from a, from a, from my perspective. But but another good thing actually is. You can go and use it. It's free, and it's all you need is just to log in. And to log in, you don't even have to like register a new user. You can use like a, a Google account and, and look at it and 
and I, I would uh, hope like and, and love for your audience to go and try it out and see how like does that make sense is it giving them what they want and please like feel free to give me feedback and and, and send there's there's the link there on the website so i would say the answer to this is just you know you can try it it doesn't cost anything in uh, like for example i've seen a lot of like platforms where you have to go and create a trial or something this is something that's really there you can just as simple as going in logging in with your existing account or creating like a simple account and, 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 and logging in and trying things out, looking at the existing, uh, you know, let's say template applications and, and, and trying things out there and seeing, does that give you the right balance? You not being the coder or the programmer that, that, uh, that is required to build applications and seeing, does it allow you to give, express, you know, the, the, the requirement that, that you have, like if you have a business need, does it allow you to do that or not? I think that's, that's what I would, uh, you know, maybe from, from this podcast, people would be able to go in and, and try it out. There's um, zero obstacles to somebody coming in, clicking on it and trying things out. Um, and also it doesn't come with any cost. Thank you. Then two things, of course, share the website or the links for people to go learn more and begin to use it. And why do you make it free? Maybe also people should know the reason why you care or you wish to or what benefits to you because people actually trust more something free if they know why you're making it free. Yes. So, so I, actually, speaking of free, this is the other point that I wanted to mention. Uh, so it's good that I that I put it down. I'm also exper- experimenting with self-hosting. So let me tell you a little bit about that. So using no-code um, or let's say local platforms is great for you know entry. You can go in, you can enter, but also in working with like you know uh, in in bigger size companies, what you end up uh, initially as being like a very managed cost can actually become bigger and bigger the more you use the platform. Whether it's actually you you're generating a lot of um, you know transactions or. Uh, you have a lot of users, that sort of thing. So I would say it's a good problem to have, meaning you started small, you've used the application, and now, but you have like now the cost is is much, much bigger than you thought because you're using an application as a service, right? Well, one of the things that I'm actually experimenting with is self-hosting. And if I see actually interest from, from, uh, from users, I would actually provide something like this. I'm also a big believer in also how you know we share code and we we like open source and that sort of thing. So if I if I get uh, kind of good uh, kind of uh, requests on that front, that's one thing that's actually really great for better cost management. It'll be something like a, a self-hosting thing where you would just click one button and you have your own environment running things. And in this case, you don't have any limitation on the number of users or number of transactions because this is like a self-hosted environment let's say in on aws or on, on google cloud or in, in microsoft azure that sort of thing so uh, i would say in the meantime um, uh, this is a place where people can build applications uh, and fulfill needs that are you know slipping through the cracks between the different uh, applications that they have but then also as they grow and if they want to actually use it more extensively then there is the self-hosting option which i'm actually kind of I would say piloting or experimenting with now. Thank you very much. It was my privilege and my pleasure, Wael. And please say the website or the way again, and I'll make sure to write it in the description if they want to go test it, play with it, and provide feedback to you about their needs and their experiences. 
Beautiful. So, so the, the website is excelio.com. That's E-X-C-E-L-L-E-O.com. And, um, you know, just, just look at it there. There's all the links there, whether it's the Twitter link or, um, you know, YouTube link or the other links that you can go to. And again, there's no barriers. You can just click on it and, and play around. And if you like it, please provide feedback. There's a click there that you can provide immediate feedback as well. Um, and and I, I appreciate uh, 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 your time and, and your audience time as well. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.